You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. The core meaning of evil is wrongdoing. Wrongdoing equates sin. James said in part in in James 4 and 17, when you know to do good, but you don't do it is sin. And Paul said in, in Romans 6 and 23, the wages of sin is death. And so when I'm about evil, I'm putting my life in danger. I, I can't experience death. I can experience that which Jesus came to deliver me from. For again, Romans 6 and 23 says the wages of sin is death, but it, but it then goes on to say, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus. I want to mess up my abundant living because of evil. And then when you consider evil, you have to recognize that it's connected to the devil. I said it's connected to the devil. And Jesus said to people that he which he was trying to convince to accept the word of God and to start thinking, talking, and doing according to it in John the 8th chapter. Once they, once they rejected what he was saying, he said, you are of your father, the devil. And then talked about their father, the devil. Said he was a liar from the beginning. Now they were rejecting his truth basically because they believe in a lie that they were told from their kinfolk. But Jesus said it's bigger than your kinfolk. It comes from the devil because he was a liar in the beginning. He's the father of lies. And so when you're evil, there'll come a time to where you'll start lying. Just to get your way. Have you ever lied just to try to get your way thinking well maybe if I just tell a lie I can make something happen let me turn it a little bit will you you ask somebody for me has somebody ever lied to you and you believed it sounded so good that you Believed it. You believed it. Woo. And, and, and some of us, we were masters at lying. Oh, yeah. You, 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 were, you were artful. You were skillful when it came to lying. 
you not only lied with a straight face, you would practice your lies in the mirror. If this gonna work, I gotta practice. I gotta get this down pack. Biblically, evil is sweet to some folk. Some of us didn't only like lying. We, we, we used to laugh when we told a lie and it worked. Ooh, she failed for that. <laughs> Let me show you something. Go with me to the book of uh, Job. Y'all stay with me. Go with me to the book of Job. Let me back up what I just said. I want to consider the 20th chapter of Job. And I'm thinking I want to look at uh, verse 12 in, in Job 20. Notice this, Job 20 and 12. Though evil, again, which can be lying. Hmm. Sin. But notice this, is sweet in his mouth. And notice how cunning the person is. And he hides it under his tongue. Conning when it comes to, to evil. But, but notice evil or, or lying can be sweet. It was gratifying when you told him something that caused him to seemingly be overwhelmed in emotions. You said to him with your lying self, I love you more than I've ever loved anybody. Emotionally, he was overwhelmed by your lying words. And when you saw it, it gratified you. It pleased you inwardly. That's what he's saying right here. You can do evil and it can make you feel good. And that's the reason you have more folks that are going to end up in hell than in heaven because they love the pleasure of sin, the pleasure of evil. And biblically, the Bible says it's only for a moment. It's only for a moment. But it's a gratifying moment to people that love it. They love it. Yeah, that's, that's the reason it, it's hard when a person backslides to just up and come back to the church and move forward. Because when you leave God and go back to the world, evil is waiting for you. That, that there are demons that have been assigned just for you. Seven of them. And then the Bible says that, that, that once you go back, that, that the state you end up in is worse than it was before you first experienced Christ. But, but it's a wonderful thing when, when, when you get saved and you look back and you see how nasty sin was. You see how the thing what you enjoyed doing on the weekend was actually killing you. 
The needle that you enjoyed sticking in your vein was actually the thing that was going to cause you to die and end up in hell. Say to your neighbor, it's a sad thing when you see people that enjoy evil. Sleeping by a trash can because they enjoy the evil of crack. Man, I, I, I was a sinner, but I'll never forget when, when God started dealing with me and I saw the filthiness of sin. And I said, Lord, I can't die like this. I can't die broke. I can't die high. die like this looking at what I enjoyed but look beyond it and seeing that this right here is gonna kill me you think about it the thing that you used to enjoy was the thing that was killing you And then you hear about folk that, that died at the car wash with a needle in their arm. And when you look back, you say, man, I used to get high like that. But see, you made up in your mind, I can't die like that. No, I can't, I can't die like that. I got to get myself together. Ask somebody the question. Say, aren't you glad you're saved? Woo! Look at one more person and ask them that same question. Looking at folk with all this money but dying dumb ways. And I hate to say it like that, but that's, that's just how I look at it. That's just a stupid way to die. But it's because of the pleasure of evil. The pleasure of evil. But then contextually, or according to Proverbs 3 and 7, When you are wise in your own eyes, you're committing evil. You're committing evil. When you think you know more than God's word, you're evil. When, when you decide that that common sense is better than what God revealed to you that's evil I'm going to take this tithe and offering money and go and get me some such and such. Yeah, if I, I, I'll try to catch up on. So now you're going to take God's money and, like, and, and then you're going to catch up. Did you ask him for a loan? <laughs> it's his money. Did you ask him? See, because sometimes you, you can try to justify what you're, you're, you're doing. But it's still evil. And some of us, we, we have done that. I, I know I've tried to just justify it, but it's just. And I just got to the point where I said, look, it's, it's just wrong. 
This is just wrong. When you get to that point, it's, it's a blessing. Because when you try to justify your mess, that means you are a mess. Get your own amen, preacher. Ask somebody, would you agree with the preacher that when you try to justify your mess, you are a mess? And I have been a mess. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And, but but sometimes we, we, we try to justify it because we are wives. And so we'll try to look at why we did this and, and come up with a reason and, and, and try to say, well, I did it because of such and such and, and, and such and such and such. But the bottom line is just evil. Even though you convince yourself of why you did the evil, it's still evil. It's still evil. And, and so, again, when you strive to be wise in your own eyes, it's wrong. It's wrong. Well, this is the way I see it. This, well, well preacher, I, I heard what you have to say, but let me just tell you. Now, see, this is based upon science. What you're saying has not been proven. Now, hold on. Have you read the Bible? Can you actually tell me that you can take the Bible and look at my life and look at other folks' life and say it's not Real? Because, see, that folk will try to tell you that, that this right here is just a book. It's not real. But, but you, need to, you need to just say, well, well let, let, me just, let me just tell you my history, and then I'm going to show you a verse, and you tell me that based upon it, it's not real. I was jacked up from the floor. I have to make it rhyme a little bit. <laughs> but then I received Jesus as Savior and Lord. And when I looked at myself, I, I saw that I was 2 Corinthians 5. I saw that I was a new creation. I, I saw that, that the dope that I used to enjoy, it, it wasn't the same the places I used to go I just stopped wanting to go and then when I used to be down and out now I'm up I, doesn't it seem like this verse is right I'm a new creature but, but let's not stop there. I used to be broke. Didn't have a pot to twiddle in nor a yard to throw it out in. But when I got saved, I started giving. And, and, and then God started blessing me. But let me show you how he blessed me. Let me show you Luke 6 and 30. Matter of fact, I want to show you more than one verse this time. I want to take you to Malachi 3.10 and following and show you that too. And, and then I want you to look at my life. I don't mind you seeing one of my bank account statements either. And, and I want you to answer me this. How in the world could I have come up with such if it was not for God blessing me. You can never allow folk to tell you 
that what you believe what you believe is just religious or just in a book. No, you are a living testimony. That's the reason Hebrews 11 and 1 and 2 says, now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtain what? A good testimony. Say to your neighbor, I am a testimony of what is written in the Bible. If that be true, tell somebody else, I am a testimony of what is written in the Bible. That, that, they, they have an organization that, that says, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. But you can go to that meeting and say, y'all say is not true when it comes to me and I'll show you why. See, because folks are trying to be wise in their own understanding because they will not accept what does, says the word of God. How many former alcoholics do I have in here that, that you have the testimony that you will always be an alcoholic? If that's your testimony, you're not Christian. Because when you become Christian, the Lord said he'll make everything new. He'll change everything about you from your crown to the sole of your feet. You can't accept everything that society is saying, even though they try to throw their wisdom on you. You can't be wise in your own eyes nor can you allow some smart person to dictate to you what you should or should not believe say to your neighbor I am a living testimony when it comes to God's word am I right do not be wise in your own eyes. Nor allow folks to try to convince you that you are not who God says you are. Or you can't have what God has promised you. They'd be like, look, I know you, you really want the car. And I, I, but let me just bring you down to reality. I know you've been praying. I know I hear what you're saying. You've been praying. Look, I'm religious. I go to church every Sunday I can when I'm not working. <laughs> so believe you me, I know how you feel. But reality says that you're not going to be able to have this. Now maybe you can get one if you go back 10 years ago. That would be in your financial range. <laughs> But God said, I, I, I could have the one that I want. And the one that I want is a 2022. Because see, some folks don't believe God will bless you with certain things. But, but then they need to understand that there are certain things in your closet that you know your money couldn't get. There are certain things that, that some of us have that, that our money did not get us those things. It wasn't nobody but God that did it. There are certain things you didn't even expect to get in a certain year but God decided to bless your faithfulness God decided that he was going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think you can't be wise in your own eyes nor can you allow some smart person to try to convince you that what they'll say or what's on paper is so Say to your neighbor, I love the fact 
of the truth that God is the Alpha. Woo! The Omega. What does that mean? He's the first and the last. He's the one that was, that is, and that is soon to come. He's the one that said point blank, I am come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And he fulfills it. He fulfills it. He fulfills his word. You are living testimony. That's the reason John, the revelator said, they overcame him of the devil. One reason, because of their testimony. But their testimony was so powerful because they had been washed in the blood of Jesus. God had cleaned them up from the flow up and then put a testimony in them. Paul so understood the blessings of God to where he, he said in 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, hey, all his promises are yes and amen. How do you know, Paul? I've experienced all his promises. Then he said in Philippians 4 and 19 to folks that had been given but were struggling at the same time. He said, look, my God, shake. What? Supply all of your need according to his riches in glory. Historically, when you look back at the Philippian church after Paul dropped that prophetic word upon them, they became one of the most prosperous churches of Asia Minor. Why? Because... Once God sends forth his word, it will not return unto him void. It will do everything that he sent it to do. If you don't mind, high five somebody and tell them, preach a talking word this morning. If it be true, tell somebody else, preach a talking word this morning. You can't be wise in your own eyes. Nigga, Jesus told me, you got to be born again. Nigga, how can this be? How can this happen? How can this take place? God will tell you some stuff that will blow your mind. He'll tell you some stuff you can't figure out, logically speaking. You can't figure out by common sense. You just have to take him at his word. told me when I didn't have much of anything I'm going to make you so prosperous you're going to make in a month what you're making right now in a year I am? <laughs> yes you are and then I'm going to take it to another level. That done came to pass <laughs> Woo! Say to somebody can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. I said can't Nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. Man, do you know how good it feels to never be broke? When it first started happening 30 something years ago, I said, man, I, I got some, some money on, on a Tuesday. I can't. Kept looking at the money. I better hold on to it. Let me just put this in a little safe place and just hold on to it. 30 something years ago. And it's still happening right now. Woo! Is he up there bragging? You might you you mighty right. Because God done been good. But but get this. This is not just Walker's testimony. Somebody in here, if you got the testimony, you're never broke. Tell somebody, I ain't never broke because God blessed me that way. You ain't waiting to no Friday. You ain't waiting to that check to come every two weeks. You got money right. I 
I was looking at this commercial where folk can get, get their check early. I said, man, God unbless his folks to the point to where they don't have to do stuff like that. And if you're not there yet, you just hold on and keep doing what God is telling you to do. Just as show as I'm on this stage, just as show am I, as, that I am a living testimony of how he'll bring you from the bottom to the top, your day is coming. If you be faithful over little, he will make you ruler over much. He came not for you to stay the tail, but to be the head, to live above. Get this only. And never beneath. To be the borrower and not the lender. That's Bible. I used to read scripture like that and wonder about it. Until I started experiencing it. And it ain't just for no preacher. Because let me tell y'all something if you don't know. Some of the. Some of the most broke folk I know. Are preachers. That's the reason some beg all the time. Steal. And try to rip off their congregations. If you've been here, you've never heard me beg. You've never heard me take up an offering for myself. Never. You may give me one, but you've never. Even when I didn't have, I had some integrity to where I said, Lord, if I have to beg, that means you ain't real. You won't do what Luke 6 and 38 said. You won't honor Malachi 3 and 10. But God showed himself so strong. And is still showing himself strong. And he's no respect of person. Giving is not just for the few giving and receiving is for everybody that puts the word of God into action. Y'all all right? You can't be wise in your own eyes. So he said, he said look, you got to depart from evil. So when I'm trying to do it my way, you got to depart from evil. Look at Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge and he shall direct your path. Stop trusting yourself. Depart from evil. A primitive meaning of depart is to turn off. The implication, you have the ability, the capacity of the power to depart from lying, from sinning, from conning, from being treacherous. All you got to do is turn it off. Wait a minute, I, I turned it the wrong way. Turn it off. Go to the left. Turn it off. Say your name. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> Depart from what? Evil. Loosen. I can't afford the gear, the tide this week. Do you know how stupid that sounds? <laughs> it says that you're you going to rob the one that promised you he would do something for you if you bring his tithes and offering. Well, I, I don't guess 
I'm going to overcome this. Do you know how stupid you sound? The Bible says that we are, well, let me back up. Y'all didn't get offended by it. You know, I'm just, okay, I just want to make that, you know, you know. The Bible says that, that we are overcomers. We are overcomers. But when you talk stuff like, well, I don't think I'm going to overcome. We are overcomers. Well, this, this thing is just, I, I don't know, it's, it's just out of hand. I guess I, I'm going to have to do what I got. You got to do what you got to do. You know how stupid that's, huh? That's evil. Evil can come out of your mouth. Evil can pop up in your mind. When it tries to make you say it, fight it. When it comes up in your mind, fight it. It's going to come, but you got to fight it. As long as it's evil, evil is going to come against you, but you have to fight it. And one way you have to fight it is with faith. The reason faith is called a shield. That's what Paul called it. A shield. Because Paul knew that, that the enemy would be constantly sending things. But you got to use your faith. You got to use what you get in church to fight it. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. What is that? Romans 10 and 17. Got to put up that shield of faith. Bad, bad darts keep coming at you. You, you got to put up that shield of faith that, that says to your spirit, all things work together for the good because I love God and I am the called according to his purpose. Then some, some more darts start coming at you about your health. You have to put up scripture like 3 John 2. God wish above all. That I prosper and be in health even as my soul does prosper. And you may even have to go to the Old Testament. Isaiah 53. With his stripes. My healing is going to come forth. You have to fight. Because the enemy according to John 10 and 10 comes not before the steal, kill, and destroy. But you can never allow evil to become a part of your makeup. You can never allow evil to become a part of your thoughts, your words, and your deeds. You got to fight evil. There's not a day goes by that I'm not battling something that's attacking my mind. There's not a day goes by to where I let the enemy know or enemies that come against me. I'm going to be happy anyhow. I'm going to strive to do what does says God anyhow. Because you ain't been good to me. But God been better to me than I've been to myself. Woo, say to somebody else. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. Say it till it gets in your bone. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. He said, depart from evil. I got to show you one scripture. One last scripture. Lord, y'all happy? You receiving it? Now notice Psalm 34. Let's go down. Psalm 34. Lord, have mercy. I feel pretty good myself. Now notice this, Psalms 34. And keep in mind what the proverb writer said when it comes to departing from evil in reference to the alternative. Fear who? The Lord. Fear the Lord and depart from what? Evil. Notice this. Psalm 34 and 9. Oh, fear who? The Lord. Who? Who? Now just pause and just touch yourself and say, it's talking about me. I'm a child of God. But notice this. There is no, help me, 
to those who help me. Fear him. I've got to depart from evil and start fearing the Lord. What does it mean to fear the Lord? It means to honor him, to reverence him. We know according to John 1 and 1 and following that God is his word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. I got to honor his word. We understand point blank at a place of refuge that, that the word that is spoke about is not just what's written. It's the reveal. Matter of fact, everything that is written in the scripture was revealed. To apostles and prophets. Is that true? And others. But notice. If I fear the Lord and depart from evil. I'm not going to have. Get this. No lack. My days of being without are over. Is it a process? Yeah. Yeah. But your days of deficiency, not having, are over. Some of you is just, you mean I ain't going to have to have, Lord, have mercy. It's it's hard for some folks to really see that. But it's some folks, again, right now, living that. It's folk in here right now that you ain't got no lack when it comes to close. And some of oh, well, here you go, talking about clothes. But, but get this. If some of us know what it is to only have a suit. Hold on, I, I ain't through yet because I'm talking about myself right now. And a half. Oh, y'all didn't know I just had a suit and a half at one time? I had a suit. And a half. And both came from, you know, you know they got these pretty names for these, uh, what you call them? Yeah, consignment shop. They, they didn't call them that back when I had my suit and a half. See, now you can go there and you can go there. They got, hey, they got, uh, you know, they got designer jeans over there yet. Such and such, and it's what you call it a consignment shop, second chance store. We just call it, we just throw that out there. Is it one of them? I think it is, right? No, it wasn't that. It was a store that was across from the first church that we started in. What's the name of it? That means y'all went there. Listen to me. I did too. Suit didn't have a name. I'm serious. There was no name in this suit. But it fit. At least it fit. It almost fit. Kind of fit. It wasn't like, see, it's a 40 short right here. See that? But see, it, had, it came about right there. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Suit and a hat. And see, I had to switch up. So I would have pants to where I could just, you know, it, it'll look like I had three, four suits. But, when it, but one whole suit, I just had this black suit. It was just, oh, he wearing that black suit today. Yeah, that black suit was the second Sunday suit. You hear what I'm saying? I can't tell you how many suits I have now. 
I got a closet where it, there are suits that have never been worn. Folk are talk, folks will talk about it, but they don't know where I came from. You understand what I'm saying? I had one pair of Sunday shoes. And I messed around and got a muddy one day because I had to do a, a graveyard service. You know, and so mud got on me. So I cleaned the mud off, rinsed them off and so forth and, and put them outside and, and messed around. And a dog then came and got one of the shoes. <laughs> Only pair of Sunday shoes I had. Now, they did have a name, Stacey Adams. Somebody gave them to me, Stacey Adams. Man, I'm telling you, I went up and down the street. Looking for that one shoe. Didn't have no more shoes. That them were my main shoes. Yeah, I'm just telling you the truth. And uh, when I finally found the shoe, the dog had bit a hole in the shoe. And Ella White probably remember this and, and, and uh, Prophetess Beasley. Had, he, he, bit, he bit a hole in the shoe and the hole was right there in the middle of the shoe. Didn't have no other sign the shoe. I put that Sunday shoe on, and, and back in the day, when I, I would preach, preach. And sometimes I would just hold my foot up just like this. <laughs> Held it up one Sunday, and why did I have to hold up the shoe in front of certain folk? You know what I'm saying? In front of certain folk. To this day, it's just two folk that I know. If don't nobody else know it, that would tell. You know, one time, Pastor had holes in his shoes. One pair, one pair of dress shoes. But it ain't that way no more. It ain't that way no more. Got more than one pair of shoes now. I got closets of shoes. You understand what I'm saying? Because you're going to be to the point where you'll never have to worry about what you didn't have no more. Look at the scripture. Saints. That fear the Lord. Notice, this is specific for who? Saints. Saints who fear the Lord will never want. Never want. That, that, that means God going to make sure you bless just because you fear him. Don't listen to folks that say, well, you know, it ain't, it ain't God's intent for everybody to be blessed. But, but what about when it comes to his saints? It is, if you understand scripture. Jesus so understood it to where he told his disciples on one occasion, and, and, and when you read it, if you're not careful, you'll miss it. He said to his, his disciples on one occasion, he said, you will always have the poor with you. He said, you're going to always have the poor with you. What was the implication? You're not going to be poor, but you're going to always have the poor with you you. Why? He had to fulfill scriptures like what we're reading right now. Psalm 34 and 9. When you fear God, when you start thinking, talking, doing according to what is written and revealed, lack has to go. Some of y'all still looking puzzled. Let me throw another one on you. Jesus said to his, his disciples one day who, who were actually concerned about because they, they were out and, and it wasn't no food. They didn't have no clothing. They didn't have this, that, and the other. And Jesus said, look. He said, what you going to change by worrying about it? What can you change by worrying about what you ain't got to eat? What you don't have to put on? What can you change about it? 
And then he told, he told me, he said, look, I, I want you to just look around. He, he said, look at the lilies of the field. Look at this, that, and the other. And then told them basically what, what they were looking at. Look, God, take care of all these things. And he do. Lily is a pretty thing, but we can go further than that. Am I right? You ever seen a Nandina? Y'all know what a Nandina is? Y'all need to get out in the yard sometime. It's a flower, it's a flower or a bush that changes with the seasons. Pretty colors. You may see a light green, then a dark green, then, then a, light, a light red, then a dark purple. It just changes with the seasons. God, God letting them folk know that don't believe in creation. That look, if, if there's no creation, how can I make such a flower change? Depending on the season. His creative power. His ability to still do what man says cannot be done. But understand something. God can cause you child of God to come from the bottom to the top and not like anything. But he told his disciples in Matthew 6 and 33, he said, look, don't worry about that. Look at how he's taking care of the flowers. He said, just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Which is again, thinking, talking, and doing according to the written and revealed word of God. He's saying all these things that you're worrying about right now, they'll be added unto you. They'll, they'll automatically become a part of your life. What was he saying? It's going to be a process, but they're going to automatically become a part of your life. In other words, it'll get to a point to where they, they'll have to choose what they want to eat. Instead of worrying about what they want to eat. And some of us know what it, what it is to try to just, you just want something to eat. Because there ain't nothing in, in the refrigerator or the cupboard. But, but, you, but now, you be like, uh, I don't think I want no steak today. I had chicken two days ago and uh, I'm not in a chicken mood tonight. I think I'll have tofu tonight. That wouldn't have been your testimony, I know, but that's some of our testimony. But you will lack nothing. And I'm going to stop right there. Let's get the Lord a hand of praise. Lord, have mercy.